This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Hopefully, you guys are having a great week. So my apologies, by the way, if this sounds just a tad bit echoey because my home studio doesn't have soundproof padding on the walls now because we're moving. But I don't want to skip out on the podcast because I love chatting with y'all. So as per some of y'all's requests in the DMs, I'm going to do another you asked, I answered situation where basically I put a poll on IG, you ask me whatever you want, and I answer. I say that whole ask me whatever you want with one caveat. There's this one question that all y'all keep asking over and over and over and over and over again. I love you guys so much, but there are just, no, not just some things. There's just one thing that I'm not going to touch. And if you get left on red for answering, asking that question, I promise you I'm not being rude. It's just because I'm just not going to answer it for myself and my future benefit. Someday I will explain. Not today. So moving on. Um, I really liked a lot of your guys' questions. Some of them are funny, and I can't wait to get to them. But I wanted to get to this first one. What's your biggest fear as a second-time mom? I was worried about having kids, having time for both kids. Oh, Yeah. So this one, my biggest fear about this is actually not necessarily about me or my time or, or anything in that sense. It's the relationship with my fiance and Lyric. I'm petrified that it will change after Marshall has a son blood related. Now, here's the thing. My future husband is a little bit of a different animal in this regard because he was adopted. So to him... The relationship that he has with Lyric is no different than growing up with his parents. Like, in a blood-related sense, he loves that kid. He does everything for that kid. He wipes that kid's booty every single day. He makes him lunch. He helps pick him up from school. You know, so I don't know if that's a super irrational fear of mine, but when I found out that Baby W was a boy, that was my biggest cry session. Like, oh, my God, is Lyric going to feel left out? And I don't, I mean, now as the months go by, I don't really think that that fear is going to come to fruition because Marshall always has a plan for everything. And his plan always includes like including Lyric in every single thing we do with baby W and making sure that he has an important role in everything. Because Lyric is the kid that like, if he catches me and Marshall like hugging or cuddling, wait, what about me? Don't forget me. Like he wants to be in and of around all things family and he loves our little family. So God willing, that love will just grow with the baby brother. And we definitely want to make him feel included and important in that whole new aspect of our family lives. Cause it's not just for me and Marshall, it's for Lyric as well. Um, but yeah, that, that was probably my biggest fear this time around being a mama. A great question. I like that. Um, this other chick said, is Eric as grumpy as he comes across on the show? Well, I guess that depends on the day. No, not really. Because Eric, I think we're all like this. 
I think sometimes we all come across one way. And although that one way may be true on the show, but that's not the only way we are. He's definitely a, a, a grizzly bear at times. I mean, but aren't we all? I just think he's very outspoken about his grizzly bear tendencies. But no, great dad, likes to laugh. Grumpy at times, yes, but not always that grumpy, no. Uh, next one. <laughs> Do you think John will ever date? Uh, yeah, yeah. I get this one so much. Like, the DMs are filled with John dating questions. Um, I do think he will date. Like, he's talked about this on the show, too. Like, he was with someone for a number of years, and it's been about two years since that relationship was a thing, and he is legit focusing on his career right now. You know, we just became a new show, not but, I don't know, what was it, seven months ago, and it's a lot as a host. And also, I kind of respect that responsibility that he takes in that regard because you don't want to date a girl that's really into you, which obviously y'all are into him because y'all are always up in my DMs about him, and then not have time for her. I think once he decides to date, my prediction is that that will be the one or the one will follow very shortly after because I don't feel like John is in anything for like nonsense or like just playing around. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like if you're just dating around which right now I don't think he is. If you're just dating around to date around, then that's okay. But I think that because we have such a demanding schedule as radio hosts and because we're trying to, you know, keep the steam rolling on the choo-choo train, I don't know that it's his thing right now to be dating. Again, he could be doing it on the side. I don't know his life like that, but I don't think so. I just think he is laser-focused on career show you know he still hangs out with friends and family and that also takes up time so I'm sure he will date again I don't know if we will all be the first ones to hear about it because like I said I think the next time that he decides to like commit to dating someone or like give attention to somebody in that way it'll probably be real close to being the one so yeah I think he's gonna date again uh John hopefully I answered that well (laughs) um advice getting over someone who you weren't in a relationship with but kind of with oh this is the worst girl I feel your pain Ugh. so I once upon a time had this guy his name was Sean years and years and years ago that I was obsessed with this boy like in love with him in my own mind and the reason why I say that is because yeah at the time I thought I was totally in love with him but I mean to have real love it has to kind of be reciprocated and or you have to know that person really well So he was a military and he was always in and out of my life, you know, because he was always either like deployed or he would come back for Thanksgiving or like, you know, vacations and stuff. And I would see him and we'd be super, super hot and heavy then. And then he would go away, text every once and again, you know, like I and not that like all military or service personnel are like that. It's just he used that to his advantage and crushed my soul because I had this whole fantasy of when he came home, we were going to be together and everything was going to be perfect and all the weight and all the crying was going to be worth it. But (laughs) he came home and was set to be home, was not going to go out for, you know, any more military endeavors. And one night got wasted on Jaeger and asked me to be his girlfriend. The very next morning, I called him on my way to work, was super excited about it. And boy claimed he didn't remember saying that. And then it was like some icky roller coaster ride 
then, you know, then. Like, I, thankfully enough for myself, like, kind of let go of the idea of him being, like, mine or this dream or whatever. And it was hard. I cried a lot about it. I sang a lot of Maroon 5 songs to this idiot. And then it was funny how things, like, sort of came around. I guess in my favor, you could say, because he didn't like that I just kind of let it go. I mean, of course, he didn't know that I was crying in my own little puddle of tears, but, you know, the late night booty call stopped, meeting you up at the club at the last minute stopped, and when I did see him out, I was just like, wow, you're just kind of like a shell of who I really imagined you to be. I didn't really know who you were past this weird little facade that you gave me that was totally untrue. So, I mean, I guess you could say my advice to you Give it a second. Give it a heartbeat because if they're being a dick to you now, I feel like the minute that you are cool and fine and moving on, they don't come around. But my second piece of advice to you after saying, like, give it a minute is be strong. Just because they come back around the corner for a second time on the ride does not mean they're ready for you. Does not mean everything's going to be kosher. I mean, sometimes second chances can work out. That's fine. But I feel like you should totally pay attention to the way they treat you. Like, I say this all the time, like, you teach people how to treat you. So if after he breaks your heart for the first time, you know, whether you were official or unofficial or not, you know, he's going to use that excuse, I'm sure. Oh, we weren't official. Okay, but you knew how I felt. You know who I am as a person. Treat me decently. I just feel like if you let them walk on you once or twice, they're going to do it again. It becomes a pattern, and that's real hard to break. It's like, I don't feel in most, let me say most cases, it's like, oh, well, I stomped on her heart or his heart or, you know, whoever's heart's being stomped on at the time. I stomped on it a couple times and they let me do it. Now I'm going to come back and be decent. Nine times out of 10, it doesn't work that way. So just guard your heart. Take care of you right now. I mean, I know that may sound lame, but I think that's like the hardest and the most important thing to do. Um, what are your fave five from Trader Joe's? Oh Lord, I should do an entire podcast about that. But I'll give you a little tip. I'll give you a couple right now. I really like, um, let's see. I really like their kombucha. Avi everything but the bagel seasoning, but that's kind of cheating. Everybody, they're everything but the elote seasoning. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, I really like their produce because it's cheaper and always fresh. That's three of them. Oh, they've got this really awesome, like, Asian sesame pineapple seasoning. It's like a marinade. I can't remember the name, but it tastes so good. And when I made that, the fiancé and the toddler wanted seconds. And the toddler, the toddler, he's not a toddler anymore. He's five. My son wanted, like, thirds. He wanted it three days in a row, which was great. Um, And what else? What's my fifth on the list with Trader Joe's? Oh, they're snap pea like crisps. They're like the generic ones that you that you get like that are usually like four ninety nine in the store for a tiny ass little bag. They're like chips, but they were like blown up snap peas. Also, my favorite. I think that's called every. It's like I forgot what they're called. Anyway, but they're really good. I should do an entire podcast on that one for my fave five on Friday, next Friday maybe. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Uh, how do you deal with conflict at work in relationships or in general? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I am a Puerto Rican hothead. I kind of grew up in a house where there was a lot of yelling, not kind of, no, I did like my whole life growing up. It was yell, 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 maybe apologize later. There was no like real communication skills 
displayed in terms of that in my household, which is funny that I am like a broadcaster and communicate for a living. But I used to be a person that would yell. That was my first resort. It was like I got angry before I would like actually compute what was happening in the situation. And this was especially at work because in radio, you like work in an environment where, you know, it's less, I don't want to say less professional, but you're not working in an office. So things get heated sometimes. And like you are literally like married to those people. It's like a relationship without the sex. And so things get frustrating sometimes. And I used to be a yeller in that situation too. And now I'd like to say that I'm more of a chess player. If somebody does something crappy to me, I'll first try to find out why. Like I have little moves. I'll try to talk and find out why. First I breathe. No, let me back up. It's an important tip for me because I didn't used to do that whole count to 10 thing. It works, trust me. I breathe and then I try to find out why in a conversation. And then if I feel like it keeps happening, I have to assess. And I have to like think about and understand why it's happening. Is it worth reacting? And if it is worth reacting, how am I going to react to it? Because sometimes situations and people, eh, you're not going to get anything from them. If they want to be a certain way, that's just how it's going to be. And you can't do anything about it. You know, my fiance always says like your obsessions become your possessions. So if you obsess over how they're going to react or you obsess about changing somebody like that burden becomes yours, not theirs, yours. So sometimes like I have to let it go as much as it kills me. I used to be a person that would like hold grudges so hard and they would eat at my soul, but I just honestly don't have time for it anymore. I feel like in 2019, I went through a lot and that taught me that like, hey, if my kids, you know, because one of them's in the belly, uh, my fiance is, are they're happy and healthy, my family's okay, especially with everything everybody's gone through this year, like I can't, I don't, it sounds, it sounds trivial to say I can't sweat the small stuff, but in that game of chess and dealing with conflict in relationships and at work, uh, I have to assess whether it's not, whether it's worth it to me or not to like move forward. And if I do end up moving forward, <laughs> it's like Arya Stark on my list. Let's just say that. Uh, moving on. Another person said, how long will you be out on maternity leave? I'm going to miss your perspective on things. Aw. Oh, that made me so happy. Uh, I'm going to just take six weeks. I toiled with this conversation with my fiance because when I had Lyric, I only took three weeks. And I was a single mom and scared to death of so many things. So it's like you can take up to three months. But when you do that on a morning show, that's like an entire like season. You know, like say if you think about it like in seasons like Real Housewives of New York City, like that's taking off that much time is like an entire season. And I just feel like when you're a radio personality and it's your job to sit in that chair and people want to listen to you, like hopefully you guys, and they want to hear your perspective, it's your job to be there. Of course, my first job is as a mother, but I am the best mother I possibly can be by going to work financially, physically, mentally. It, it's just good for me. I know I might get a lot of flack about that whole just six weeks thing, but that's what I'm going to choose to do. Nobody else has pushed me to do it. Nobody else has made that decision for me. 
Nobody else has guilt tripped me. Nothing like that. I think it's going to be beautiful because Marshall is also able to take off a month for paternity. So we're going to do that first month together and it'll be really special and magical for both of us. Probably not magical because there'll be a lot of poop, a lot of sleepless nights, but it'll be something we can do together. And I'm going to really cherish that. But like I said, I am the best performing mom when I'm able to take my head away from just the home baby poop feeding schedule life, go to work and then come back and be like, you know, rejuvenated, I guess, for my baby. Because that's just the mom that I am. I knew that I would never be able to be the mom that could just stay at home. God bless you mothers that do it. It's like the toughest job in the world and the most like underrated, I feel like. But for me, I want to go back after six weeks because like, think about it this way. I've been doing radio for 17 years of my life now. And I think the longest hiatus I had in that 17 years was three months because I got fired and I had to find another job. So this is just like as much ingrained in me as anything else in life. So I, I gotta go back. (laughs) I mean, take that for what you will, but yeah, that's like the way I got to go with my journey. Um, and I just really hope that I don't regret that. I don't think I will. Like, did I regret their decision to only stay home for three weeks with Lyric? Well, that was not necessarily done by choice because I was an idiot and didn't look into things or I didn't know about like, you know, having to enroll for certain things for maternity leave. So I had to use up my vacation. I didn't have the money. I was a single mom. You do the math. So I had to go back. This isn't that. I'm deciding to go back after six weeks. And I think it's going to be different. Because the first time around with Lyric, I was, I think I was totally dealing with like undiagnosed postpartum depression. I'm positive I was. And I was just like trudging through life. And I felt uh, gypped because of the fact that I didn't get to decide how long I was going to stay out. It was like I had to go back out of necessity. But for some women, that's what it is, period. For some parents, that's what it is. Think about the fathers that don't get maternity leave at all and can't stay home and bond with their kids. That sucks. So I feel kind of blessed that I'm able to decide what I want to do in that sense. You know, it could, like they say, it could change. Like the people in my company are saying, well, if you want to, you know, take the three months, you can think about it. I'm like, eh, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to take the six weeks. But yeah, if Baby W comes on schedule, it'll be in February. I'll take six weeks off and I'll be ready, like ready to come back. Because although I love my family above all else, like radio, my mom says, was my first love. It was the first thing that saved me. It was the first thing that fulfilled me. It was the first thing that I poured my everything into. And I think it will always be that for me. So yeah, six weeks, maternity leave. You guys, this was fun. I actually really like it when you give me these questions and we get to do this little Q&A because I feel like it's like random and I get to get to the things, most of them, that you really want to know with the exception of that one question. Promise you guys I'll answer it someday, just not today. Um, But yeah, you guys, thank you so, 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 so much for listening. I love you to the ends of the earth and back. And as always, the DMs are always open. If you want to hit me up and ask me any questions, stuff you like, stuff you don't like, I want to hear the feedback at Rally Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Snapchat is at Radio Recon and TikTok is Rally Couture 7. Y'all, I'll talk to you on Friday with the new episode of the Fave Fives. Love you bunches. Have a great day. It's really Riley.